Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to wage all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market eyes and lines. Find reviews and news in every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top resource for all your sports information. From live in-game betting, props, and features, head on to BetOnline today. Use your mobile device and join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50 to receive your 50% discount. Welcome bonus to your first for your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. Welcome back. Welcome back to an athlete's journey. Today I have a special guest. Um, someone I used to look up to as a player. Someone like he doesn't really know this, but he's one of the big reasons why I went to UCLA. I used to watch him all the time. The Eminem boys, him and uh, Don McClain. Um, they were like on this, they were like almost as big as the Lakers to me. You know, UCLA, because you know, he was a star at UCLA. And I used to watch him even when he was at Glendora High School. Uh, he was one of the greatest big shooters I've ever seen. Just one of the greatest shooters I've ever seen. He was, he was Steph Curry, but he was six ten, six nine. You know what I'm saying? And then people like, you know, like he was, he's, he, he was California's all time leading scorer. And like I said, he was six ten doing it at Glendora. Um, Mr. Tracy Murray, man, I appreciate you, big bro, man, for coming on, man. Like this is like such an honor for me because, like I said, I looked up to you so much. Man, thanks for having me on shit. If I was 6'10", I would have been an all-star, bro. I was <laughs> but I, I, I get what you're saying, man. You know, big shooters back then was was uh, kind of uncommon. You know, mm-hmm. you can get people nowadays who, who who are big that can knock down shots. But then as we advanced, gotten through college, you know, got or got to college, Don McClain can shoot at 6'10". Glenn Rice is 6'8", can shoot. Mm-hmm. And Scott is 6'8", can shoot. Larry Bird is 6'9". So it's like you saw more people as you as you went up the ladder. But I know what you're saying, man. In high school, you didn't see that too often. I, the first big shooter I saw was a fellow Bruin. Um, he was our uh, our captain with, with Trevor. My, senior, my, my freshman year, his senior year, was Kevin Walker. Mm-hmm. Kevin Walker was at Brea Olinda over in Brea and mm-hmm. was shooting that thing. Mm-hmm. He was the first one I saw at that size, like really shoot the rod. Mm-hmm. Besides nah. Larry Bird on TV, of course, of course. Like you, you said, like you know, the higher up you got, better shooters. But like you didn't see that, like you said, you see that in high school, especially back uh-huh. then. Dudes was like big dudes is used to being in the paint. Yep. I mean, centers was like you know six six, six five. You know, right. like back in high school then. So you know, I remember. uh you know, manual arts because I live by manual arts. They had uh, uh, Kevin be Kevin Bell, like one of the greatest athletes I ever saw in high school. He was center at six five, but he obviously had a hop, right? You know, but like most dudes like that. And then I saw Charles like shooting threes. I mean, and like shooting cons- consistent, like 
whap, 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 you know, like I was like, man, that's crazy. Man, a lot of hours, <laughs> a lot of hours shooting the ball, man. 800 to a thousand shots a day, you know, at a 75% clip. If I wasn't shooting at a 75% clip, this is without defense. So you got to knock down those open shots if you're going to be allowed to shoot them, right? Mm-hmm. So if it was anywhere from 50 to 60, 70%, you know, I shot another 500 shots. I wanted to make three out of four, you know, wide open. And, and, you know, I put another 500 on there, so it ended up being 1,500 if it wasn't one of those days where I felt I was shooting at a 75% clip. Mm, that makes sense. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. That's what kids That's what kids need to know nowadays. If you ain't making them, shoot them more. You know what I'm saying? Keep shooting. And they're <laughs> shooting 200 times a day, a day and saying they're wet, that they can really knock down shots. Nah, it takes more than 200 to know your shot. Mm-hmm. You got to shoot that ball and know your shot. You got to know your shot fading sideways. You got to know your shot falling back. You got to know your shot off of step backs. You got to know your shot off of leaping leans. You got to know your shot, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to know how to hit a flat shot. You got to know how to hit a high arc shot. You got to know your shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry knows his shot. Yep, yep. And people be wondering why he can shoot it and look at people, turn around, look, you know, because he knows he knows it's going in because he knows his shot. He shot enough to know. His dad, know? his dad shot his shot and knew his shot. I mean, his brother knows his shot. Mm-hmm. Those kids were my brother and I saw those kids when they were young. I played with Dale up in Toronto for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So I saw Steph and Seth shoot that ball at a young age. And I was like, I was sitting there rehabbing from an injury on the bike, watching them, watching Dale work them out. And I'm like, man, these kids are going to be a problem. A lot of people not knowing because they were up in Toronto at the time. Right, right. So if they're not making noise in the States, it's like nobody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the reason for the smaller schools at the beginning because they weren't really up on what was going on. These mm-hmm. dudes can play. They're the kids of a pro. No, no, they definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, let's get into it. You know, uh, Tracy, man, like how'd your basketball journey start? Well, um, like you, uh, I was watching TV. I was watching the Lakers one day at five years old. And I was like, daddy, how can I play basketball on TV? Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I looked up to Kareem. Kareem is still the gold in my eyes. I love Mike. I respect Mike. You know, Mike took the game to another atmosphere, but I still think Kareem's the gold until somebody surpasses him. And LeBron might surpass him. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's healthy. He's he's he looked like he's still one of the best players today. Mm-hmm. You know, he's getting near that twenty year mark. He's going to get that thing. You know, he's going to eventually really be the king. You know what I mean? So I mean, mm-hmm. hats off to you know his journey. Mm-hmm. But I used to look up to Kareem, man, and and not knowing it was a job, you know, I, I just want to play basketball like him on TV. Mm-hmm. That That's all I wanted to do. So my dad being a guy that played in the Crenshaw League against Marcus Johnson and Whit Norm Nixon, Michael Cooper, Michael Wiley, tons of L.A. area pros. Freeman Williams and all of those guys, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when my dad playing against those, he's he's right there. He's knocking on the door of getting in. You know, he's playing, he's competing with them. He's at a semi-pro level. Mm-hmm. So he said, if you listen to me and you do everything I tell you to do, you'll play on TV one day. And that's what I did. Everything he told me to do, basketball-wise, on the court, mm-hmm. I went out and did. 
So those 800 to 1,000 shots was his idea. Mm. You know, I come home from school. Did you get your shots up? Did you go out in the driveway and dribble a little bit? You know, and, and, and it took a lot of a, imagination when you're working out. You know, you got to pretend like Michael Cooper's from Pasadena. We, we're really close to, to Cooper and his family, you know, before the Lakers. You mm. know, it's like my dad was really – and, and my grandfather, really close to Coop's uh, uncles and stuff like that. So I was always around when Coop was in the gym. Um, I went to his, his King D basketball camps. So being around a pro, you know, you, you kind of see how they work a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Michael Houghton was another one that was from Pasadena and, and made it to the league and UCLA Bruin. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as the, these guys, I, I was around them at a young age, so I got to see how, how they play, how they work, how they carry themselves. That helped. That makes sense. Like I said, it, it's always better to learn and see what a pro is to get to, you know, to see what you want to be, you know. Yeah. Were you interested in any other sports growing up? I played baseball for one year. Uh, I was a really good pitcher. I had one game where I struck out 14. I had a record up up there. I couldn't hit the ball, man. You know, I, got, <laughs> man I got a big ass strike zone, man. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hit the ball. And then when that and when that hard ass ball hit me and, and and blew, you know, my nose bled all over my uniform. I was like, you know what? This might not be the sport for me because if they, if they keep beaming me with this ball, I'm done. That ball was hard, bro. And, you know. And I was a big kid, so I was playing in the majors when I should have been in the minors. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I'm sitting in the balls coming. I'm like, flinching, <laughs> you know. I didn't get T-ball. I didn't get, you know, I didn't get I didn't get to work my way up. I was throwing in the fire. <laughs> so, nah, I so, understand that. <laughs> yeah, man. So that 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 did it, man. I mean, I I I was a good pitcher, but the game was slow. I lost interest. That's how I got hit with the ball. I was in the, when I wasn't pitching, they stuck me in right field. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Nothing okay. comes to right field. <laughs> Man, I'm out there staring at butterflies and stuff like that. Oh, Tracy, the ball's coming. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you, man. That's a heck of a story, man. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Why I quit baseball? Because I was baseball, boom. man. I done been hit by a pitcher. I done got hit by the ball with the man. I'm done, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, done. I'm done man all right yeah we, we we yeah it was it was cool though it was a cool little experience i got you so but growing cam, up like cam chose the wrong sport cam should have been a baseball player cam he, was, been baseball. he was right there to, to mm. get in the league he had a trial with toronto and indiana oh and he wow was, he was in the cba and he played for the globe trotters and stuff but he didn't want to chase it man he, he just said, you know what, I'm not going to chase it. I'm not going to deal with the politic. I'm just going to try to channel my energy to these kids. And that's when he created Prodigy. Right, so, right, 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 right. Yeah, right. but baseball, he played all inside uh, infield positions. From mm-hmm. third base all the way around the first base, he was a great pitcher, and he played catcher. Oh, so, wow. And he can hit the ball, whether it was power. My pops used to sit in left field and wave at him. During All-Stars. Bow, hit that sucker out there over the left field fence where Pops was. He was a good place hitter when you needed the runs to come in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he I, as much as I say 
you know, he's great at basketball. He chose the wrong sport. <laughs> like he should have been a baseball yeah. player, right? <laughs> right. I mean, because size don't matter as much mm-hmm. in, in, in baseball. You right. Know what I'm right. Like when you're a point guard, you're you're even though he was a great point guard, you're competing against millions more people than say I would. Right. Right. You know, right. there's less tall people in the world. I'm competing against less people than he is. That's true. That is very true. That is very true. Um, obviously you grew up in the AAU, you know, like time, like how did yeah. that, how did that start for you? Well, what's so crazy is everybody's got a mom and pop AAU team now, you know, a little Billy wants to play AAU. So daddy go get him an AAU team and they're surrounded <laughs> with people. That, that's, that's how it is now. AAU is real watered down now. Mm-hmm. Um, no disrespect to everybody chasing their dreams through AAU. Um, but back in the day, you had maybe one or two teams from the Bay Area. You had like five or six teams in Southern California. You had two ARC teams. You had Team Reebok at mm. Slam and Jam. You had Victoria Park at Slam and Jam. Yep, you, had, yep. you had Rockfish, mm-hmm. and you had uh, um, the Orange County team that that, that Orange County Bob, Crush, right? That Bob Gottlieb, yeah, yeah, yeah coach. Yeah, yeah. That's all you had. If you couldn't make those eight teams, your ass wasn't playing. <laughs> you good and you had to accept that you just wasn't good enough to be on those teams. Right. And you had to go back to the drawing board and work harder. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. anybody can create a team, sign them up because it's a money grab. Yep. And now you out there trying to play in front of coaches and you're playing against people you shouldn't that shouldn't even be on the same court with you. That's true. That's true. That's, That's true. why Nike and Adidas and Under Armour created their little circuits. Kind of keep that out. But what if, you know, we have a good, like, we have a good program that's, you know, independent. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good independent programs out there that deserve to be in those. But some, you know, there are some things we tried to do at one time. And then they put people on our team that wasn't our kids. And mm-hmm. so that, that just messed up everything that we're doing with our own kids. We're trying to get our own kids from the IE some love and some light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't send me some dudes over from over here that don't know how we get down and you try to make a mesh in a spring and summer. It doesn't work. That's true. That's they true. don't play hard. We do. We're hungry. We don't, we don't have offers. They do. So they just slide up in there and shoot all the balls and don't work hard and don't want to play deep. We don't need those dudes. Mm-hmm. So that's why we went back independent, man. Mm-hmm. Because it was a disruption to the way we coached, how hungry our kids were and the offers that they were trying to grab from, from other people who were getting the light. You know, we, we teach our kids to go get it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's go true. get it. You know what I mean? It's like no one is shining the light on you. You don't have a scholarship. They do. You see that dude right there? Bulls out his chest. Go get him. Mm-hmm. We we want chain pit bulls for our kids, man. We want somebody that want it. Over the years, it's changed a lot, though. Um, mm-hmm. We're dealing with a lot of young men that have three-car garages now. They grew up in three-car garages, so they're not hungry. Yeah, They're so trying to light that fire. They say they want a scholarship, but they really don't want a scholarship. They want to stay up underneath mom. Right, or, right. Or, or or they want to stay in that, stay on the couch and play video games. If you want a scholarship, you can't do that, man. You gotta get your ass in the gym. True, 
True. You know what I'm saying? I, I felt like now, like then it was like, like you said, like it was less eaten from everybody else. So, yeah. you know, like everybody had to be funneled into this one little like corridor. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I remember Victoria Park. I there played were with tryouts, my... bro. There were tryouts. You had to go through <laughs> yeah. yeah, my I was with my dad's team and then like we got smacked. Cause we was a boys and girls club team, right? So right. So we played PTI. That's what we all, we, started. Shared, we all yeah. started there. Yeah, we played yeah. PTI. Shay got smacked. Played Case with the Bear got smacked. Mm-hmm. Played ARC got smacked. And then Pop's like, "All right, I got to get you on one of these teams." <laughs> so I'm tired of seeing you get smacked with with right. this boys club team. So we went to I went to ARC, mm-hmm. and then obviously started playing with Rich Goldberg and the yep. Jason Jaren and all that. You know, yep. uh, for the next couple years. I remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I said so. We was we was doing that. So I I I, I understand where you are coming from when you say like you know like it's a funnel kind of situation where it's not AU is it what it used to be? You know, uh, yeah, it's too many. It's too many people. It's too many imposters now, man. Yeah, yeah, like you said, like it's just too many. Like it's, back it's, then, it's it was like just a certain a group. Hustle. It's more of a hustle from the top. Yeah, they're just taking money from people that don't that have no reason even being in there. They don't know, know. yeah, because they don't know. They don't know. Like, some kids, they're not even good enough to play. Man, they put a wood division team on the platinum. Come on, man. You can't do that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You can't can't do that, man. You can't do that. Put the good people with the good people so the coaches can see what they want to see and let them go at it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You know what I'm saying? mm -hmm. I mean – if, I'm sorry if they're not good enough. They're just not good enough. Put them over there in the corner over there or in the back gym or something. Yeah. You know yeah sure. They still yeah. get their travel ball experience, but they're disrupting real stuff that's happening. Right. You know, people that really need that opportunity. That's true. I mean, that's true. So you know, I always wanted to know this, like, you know, obviously at that time, you know, you know, like Crenshaw, like the city was yeah. kind of dominating talent. Yeah. What made you go to uh, Lindor? Well, back then there wasn't no transferring and 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 in private schools and you know it's different now. People bounce yeah. around like like you know like <laughs> basketballs now, man. It's like, but back then you know the public schools people went to their schools that were in their district. Right, right, you know? right, 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 right. And right, Glendora, right. I, I I grew up in Pasadena, man. So I was supposed to go to John Muir. I was supposed to play with Stacy Ogman, Wayne Womack, Derek Brown, Daryl mm-hmm. Scott, Kurt Wagner. I was supposed to play with these dudes, man. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and four of those five I named were six, seven, and up. Right, right. I was supposed to play there. That's where I grew up. I was in that district. But then my parents got a job that was. My mom in Irwindale, my pops in West Covina, so we had to move. Ah, uh, okay. They didn't want to. They didn't want to face that traffic, man. So we had to move. Mm-hmm. So you know, we moved to Glendora, and then it was a culture shock for me, man. I didn't like it. I I really didn't like it at first. You know, what I'm saying it was. I I no, you don't ever want to take a kid that's 13, 14 years old from eighth grade, leave his friends. Mm-hmm. And everybody that he grew up with, and then take them over and drop them in the area, and it's like, the hell am I? At? <laughs> yeah. No, that that was my mindset. That was that's what it was. Now, did I make friends? Yeah. Did it get better? Of course. Right, um, right, right. But you know, they dropped me in an area where the people around there wasn't comfortable with me, and I wasn't comfortable with them. 
I was quiet. I smiled a lot just to mask how I felt. You know, but it, it, it wasn't my people. I wasn't around. Man, I, I was one of like two black people in school. There was mm. maybe, like, maybe like two Asians, a couple of Indians, you know, mm. handful of Mexicans. You know, it's like, bro, <laughs> it's like, I'm, man, you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> around like none of my people were here. Right, so I, right. I, was, I wasn't comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It took a while to be comfortable. Like my first year, I was injured. I was on crutches. So I saw a lot. No one knew what I can bring to the table. I was mm -hmm. unconscious. No one knew what I was. So, you know, I'm, I'm the black guy on crutches. You know, <laughs> it's like there there are a few people that, that cared enough to get to know me that were cool, you right. know, but, you know, I was the science project for a second, man. He's like, that guy, who is he? Right, right, you know? right, right, right. So, so it's it was a weird feeling for a while, but once I got on that court, where you know that was my sanctuary, my sophomore year, I got on that court, I started doing my thing. We started winning, um, mm -hmm. and and that's when, you know, everything around me started getting better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Walls were coming down. Got to know people. Felt a little bit more comfortable. But, but yeah, the court was my sanctuary for those three years that I played and those four years I was at Glendora High. Mm, okay. So I, I met my teammates, man. My teammates were great. They made me feel really comfortable. Nah, I am. Yeah. The, the teachers, the, the, the administration, you know, they made me feel feel real cool, man. And, and then everybody from there, once they saw how I was being treated by them, then everybody else kind of opened up a little bit. Okay. And yeah, then I opened up, and then I opened up too, so. Right. Right. You know, a, lot, a lot of it was on me because I was like, I, I want, man, I want Wayne Womack is my best friend. Like, man, I'm missing my best friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was back every weekend, bro. I was in Pasadena. I wasn't in Glendora. He said he was going back home. Yeah, I got man, you. I I'm got going you. back, bro. But, yeah. but that's just, you know, when you grow up in something comfortable, man, and, you know, you miss it. So it took me a while to stay home. And then when I started staying home, then Wayne started coming out and visiting me on the weekends. And, you know, then, you know, uh, ARC, I would have tournaments or times that I didn't. Maybe Mitchell Butler would come out for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I'm still able to start, like, hanging out with with my boys. You know, they'd come visit on the weekend and stuff like that. So that that kind of helped me socially. Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, obviously you were, you know, Mr. Everything in, in high school. Um, what would you say, out of all the accumulations that you got, obviously all-time league score, you know, McDonald's, you was a McDonald's All-American and all that stuff. So, like, what would you say your most memorable moment was in high school? Um, making that McDonald's All-American team. Right. You know, to do it from Glendora High, and I wasn't a city player, mm -hmm. you know. But because of that, a lot of things along the way had to happen. I had to lead the nation in scoring. I had to average 44 a game. I had to be California State Player of the Year. I had to be California's all-time leading scorer. I had to be West Coast Regional Player of the Year. For all of that to happen, because politically I wasn't on the board. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Politically, like ah, he's a suburban kid. He, you know, he ain't from the city. So who's he playing? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm playing everybody because we do have preseason tournaments. <laughs> I, I, I do play against them in the summer, slam and jam, or in 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 national tournaments, and we all play each other. So I'm not ducking anybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. 
I didn't understand the politic of it. No, no. Like I said, I watched you. I remember we – I forgot what team y'all played, but my dad was like, this boy going to be the next one. He was always like, you know, love UCLA. Because he, he going to UCLA next year and you drop like 50 on somebody. He was like, man, <laughs> why is this dude not in the NBA right now, dude? He's not 50 just like one break of sweat. You know what? It wasn't fashionable to go in then, but you know, I was also in touch with reality because my dad always kept it 100 with me. Okay. okay. I wasn't athletic enough. I wasn't strong enough. I, there were still a lot of areas in my in, in my game that I had to grow before I even thought about that. That's why the three mm -hmm. years in college did me well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, even after even after those three years in college, I still had some stuff to work on. Right. No, no. I mean, yeah. I like I said, I thought you were, like I said, the first and I could to compare you to anybody today, uh, it'd be like, you know, I couldn't even really think like who's a big dude who's like can you really like maybe Durant, you know, something like that. But you know, like a big dude who could just got that jumper that way or or uh the center from Denver. Right. Uh Joker, you know, Joker. like who just yeah. like just that just kills you just like with the basic stuff, you know? Right, right. Basic stuff. Basic, like, just kill you. But, like, yeah, I wasn't you know, flashy. Nothing. I wasn't flashy. Wasn't flashy but just, but just kill you. Yeah. You know, just with the – or Paul Pierce, you know, obviously. Yeah. You know, same. Yeah. I think – I think I feel like Paul, his game was more like yours than anybody really cared to, you know, really say. Me, um, me, me, Chris Mills, and Paul Pierce were very similar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All, like – Big wings who can really shoot it and just kill you off the basic, not like right. super between the legs, high in the back, all that stuff, but just not not super we'll, athletic. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll dunk it. on you. We'll yeah. dunk on you. Yeah, <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? So being a McDonald's on American in like in a tremendous class, by the way. Um, you know, all the guys that was, you know, with you. Um Yeah, they was, don't talk about our class too much, but you know, Shaq. And Shaq As I say, Shaq and I mean, Shaq wasn't even a player of the year that year. It was Kenny Anderson, which is crazy. You right. know, like <laughs> he didn't play in the game because he hurt himself. Yeah, he, he had he had an injury. That's why he didn't play in the in the game. Okay, okay. You know, okay. but we have Bob Hurley, we have mm -hmm. Jimmy Jackson, we have Allen Houston, mm -hmm. uh, James Hollywood Robinson. I mean, we had some dudes, man. No, no, y'all had like people forget. Like I remember that. I watched that McDonald's All American game. I didn't know. That everybody was going to end up pro, but I remember I was like, man, these dogs, right? All these dudes yeah. is killless, you yeah, know? Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, I was watching, obviously, for you, you know, because, you know, California, UCLA, I was watching that, but, like, I was like, man, you know, I didn't even know I didn't even know Allen Houston was my cousin at the time we were playing McDonald's. Oh, wow, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, out there, we out there on the same team going at people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, and then I did the Kentucky Derby Festival McDonald's where, where we played with each other out there, you know, played against him in AAU. It's like all of these all these times playing against Al, didn't know it. Yeah, that's crazy. Lazy. Yeah. You yep. see, greatness in the fam, that greatness comes together. <laughs> <laughs> so you're McDonald's All-American. Mm -hmm. uh, you wanted to, you know, obviously state player of the year. Was it always UCLA or uh, did you have any other schools? I had a real interesting recruitment uh, okay I, my five was new mexico villanova louisville uh unlv and ucla mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. luke longley was at new mexico that's why right. i was thinking, you know you, you think okay big man shooter mm, yeah. so <laughs> that, best big man in the nation shooter right so that, that's what i was thinking and scott duncan was a great recruiter you know he he you know he he 
kind of lure me in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but they were like the long shot. Right. It was fashionable for everybody to go back east at the time. Right, right. I love Roly Massimino. They, they, Villanova had a national championship in 85. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they did a heck of a job recruiting me. Um, so, so if I wanted to go back east to the Big East, it was Villanova. Mm -hmm. Louisville found out, you know, afterwards, you know, about Allen. Mm -hmm. So that recruitment was was a little bit different. This was after the McDonald's All American game. So okay. re recruitment was, shoot, I get to go play with my cousin. Mm. Al had already signed there, and I loved his game. Thought he was real smooth. Mm. And then Uncle Wade is assistant coach. So, hmm. Denny Crumb, former Bruin. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Same offense. Hmm. Thought about that. UNLV, Jerry Tarkanian, running revs. I grew up with Stacey Augman. You know, I, I was cool with all those dudes. Mm -hmm. um, I was it, I was in UNLV team camps from like 10th grade through my senior year. Mm -hmm. So I'm very familiar with Gerd and and working team and Coach Tark and Coach Star, all of them. You know, mm -hmm. that recruitment, I, we, I was in their backyard, you know, in camps and stuff. So they saw me from sophomore to senior year, like, plus Tark coached my dad in junior college at Pasadena City College. So I was like, you know, that was number one. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the infamous, you know, mob picture in the hot tub <laughs> and, you know, the sanctions coming after that. I was yeah. like, oh, I want to be on TV and want to contend for a national championship. And I would have been on that 91 team, man. Um, but, you know, I, I, I had to let that go because of, of the possible trouble coming around the corner. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. UCLA was Paying down debt can be stressful, especially when you need to keep track of multiple monthly payment dates. If you're tired of juggling these due dates, consolidating with a personal loan could be your answer. That way, you'll just have one due date a month instead of many, and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offices that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Combo will even show you chances of approval, show you choice between loan officers, and you'll likely get approved, you're likely not to get approved, to apply with more confidence. Comparing loan officers on Credit Combo is 100% free, won't affect your credit scores, could save you money. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan officers to find you the best loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan officers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Left standing, even though I loved UCLA. I grew up a UCLA fan. As I say again, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was everything for me. Yeah, uh, Jamal Wilkes, Coach Mitchell, and I uh, with the Watts Magicians one year. Um, so you see, I was I was I was a major Marcus Johnson fan. Mm -hmm. You know, so 
Michael Holden went there and, and we knew Mike. So UCLA was always in the picture, always up there. But it was between UNLV and UCLA. Okay. And 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 you you and LB kind of canceled themselves out with <laughs> the UCLA got it by default. <laughs> but but you know what? It turned out to be the right decision. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, you can't you can't, you know, there there's a plan for you. And and it just automatically happens, bro. You you mm-hmm. can't force it, you know. So so it, you know, it it really worked out. And I enjoyed my time there. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, what do you remember? What do you remember most about your first year at UCLA? Almost falling out of school. <laughs> 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 no, but it was it was like I, I shouldn't have listened to Pooh. Mm-hmm. You know, you listen to Pooh. You know, Pooh got these stories for you, man. Pooh like, man, they'll take care of you, man. Don't worry about it. They're yeah. Gonna- <laughs> oh, they're gonna take care of me. I'm like, okay, hanging out every night, going to hoop, not right. doing schoolwork. Academic probation, subject to dismissal. I'm like, now my eyes are like this. Subject to dismissal. <laughs> right. Man, I had to I had to go to Pasadena City College in the summer, in the mornings, both sessions. And UCLA in the evening, both sessions, no basketball that summer. Right. I had to do all that to come back to school. That's how bad I messed up academically. It was it was because I was out, you know how how you're on a leash, right? A dog is on a leash. And then you get let off the leash. Right. Like I was kind of sheltered, bro. So it's like I got let off the leash. No, no. Well, going to UCLA. And I wasn't doing nothing but hanging out <laughs> and playing. That's it. Right, right. So I had right. to, I had to, I had to become that student athlete. <laughs> Once I got that under control, then, then the basketball just, you know, that's going to naturally take off because that's what I do. Okay, okay. Now, yeah, trust me, I, I got like I got like two C's or C minuses in FSP freshman year. You know, well, at like, least you got that. Yeah, speak in my classes. <laughs> Like then, no. I was knocked out, bro. I was like, <laughs> and it wasn't that the class wasn't interested. It was because I was up till three in the morning, and the right. class at eight. Yeah, no, yeah, I remember that. I was I lucky that. to get the class. <laughs> <laughs> my problem, hey, my problem wasn't going to class. My problem was staying awake in class. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. So you played fresh. I obviously played, you know, like your freshman year. How did you yeah. get eligible? No, you know, no. Like, I, I, you know, you're going to be eligible that first year. You know, right, 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 right. This right, right. was after basketball season. Oh, okay. So I, had, <laughs> I had to get it together, you know. But but basketball, you know, it was it was an inconsistent year because you're mm. trying to find yourself. Mm. And academically, mm. I was messing up. I was getting pressure there. But – I found a way, you know, I was coming off the bench at first mm-hmm. and I wasn't really being as productive as I could have been. And Coach Harrison just one day up a cow decided to start me. And I had a, a game where I had 21 points and I was like seven for seven from the field with like seven or eight rebounds, something like that. And, mm-hmm. and we won on the road and I never went back to the bench after that. Makes sense. What would you say the hardest thing was from college, from like high school, like the biggest, like, you know, the difference? 
besides obviously that strength, strength and speed. Strength and speed. Strength and speed because I was two twenty in high school, but I wasn't a strong two twenty. Right, right. Uh, I wasn't very quick, but I, I can you know dunk a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really explosive. Mm-hmm. So the whole weight room and shot thing, you know. After going in the weight room, I couldn't shoot worth the darn. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I fought the weight room for a long time because right, my right. shot would be wacky after, you know. But the key to it is when you lift, you got to go in the gym afterwards and you got to shoot that out. Okay. okay. You know, you got to shoot that out or else you're going to lose your shot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I had to figure that part out. Once I got confident that the weight was going to help me along with my shot, then everything else fell into place. Okay. All right. What would you, I mean, obviously you had so much success in college. What would you say your biggest triumph was and then your biggest failure was? My, my, I'm going to start with my biggest failure. My okay. biggest failure was not being able to win a national championship with the teams that we had. Right, no. That, that's the biggest failure. You know, at UCLA, come on, you played there. Yeah. Hey, LA, you don't win a national championship, you ain't shit. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> bottom line, bottom, it don't matter. I, I feel we had 10 pros on our team that last year. Mm-hmm. I felt like we could have competed. If you was to line all of the teams up, national championship teams, I felt we could have competed with all of them. Probably mm-hmm. except for, you know, maybe not the Korean teams. He was too dominant. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. but But talent for talent, I thought we were good, man. I no, thought no, I no. just as good as they were. Mm-hmm. It's just that Coach Wooden found a way to make those guys buy in the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were all trying to get to the league. <laughs> and I'm just being, I'm, you know, I got to keep it 100, man. No, no, I got you. We no, have no. 10 guys who played in the NBA at one point, one mm-hmm. game or more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot on one team. That's ton. That's talent, you know. Mm-hmm. So we had all of that talent. We weren't sacrificed. The only one that really sacrificed, there was two that's really sacrificed, man. And that was Gerald and Mitchell. They were yeah. the ones who really sacrificed. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else was going to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everybody that's else true. was going to get it, man. And, and it's like, you know, there were some that didn't know how to get it yet. And then, you know, and they were young. But <clears throat> that 95 team learned a lot from the 92 team. Yeah. No. Because Is that when y'all lost in the Elite Eight? Was it Elite Eight yeah, y'all lost? We got our yeah. ass handed to us by Indiana. Indiana, yeah. yeah. We smacked yeah. them at the beginning and they remembered that shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, there's no way, I, you know, I wanted to see them again. Mm-hmm. The way mm-hmm. we got them at the beginning, no way I wanted to see them again because they had talent too. They had six, seven pros. Yeah, yeah. I remember that team. I remember because I was like, I thought y'all was going for sure to go to the Final Four that uh, year. Man, if we went to the four, we're going all the way to the to the championship. Game. Right, 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 right. No, because so, Bobby I mean, Knight, it's hard, it's hard to beat Bobby Knight twice in one year, man. That's true. That's true. That's true. You know, and and this that that was that was you know so that was the failure not not being able to get you know win a national championship. My biggest triumph as an uh, you know that elite eight team getting to the elite eight. You know, that was, that was, you know, probably the biggest team triumph for us, even though it was a disappointment. Um, but my freshman year, hitting those free throws to beat number one Kansas, man. Mm, I remember that game. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, they called two fr- two timeouts to try to freeze me. No, oh, freeze the freshman rule. You know, freeze the freshman guy. <laughs> and uh, you know, Roy Williams messes with me to to this day about that man. And Kevin Pritchard still looking at me crazy sometimes. <laughs> but, but you know what, man? I mean, it was two really good teams. Um, you know, Trevor had a way of of, of uh, Wilson had a way of you know making me relax on that line. He, mm-hmm. People saw mm-hmm. me laughing. He told a little jokes. So I was loose going to the line. The first one was a little nerve-wracking, <laughs> bounced around the rim and went in. But the second one was all net. And then we, we ended up advancing. Um, right, 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 right. 16 that first year. And, and, and the reason why it was huge to go to Sweet 16 that year is because we had a five-game skid at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like the Bruin faithful just jumped off the bandwagon <laughs> Man, we, we we went from being a sellout crowd down to 5,000 people, people <laughs> even going on the road, man. It's like, so, so, you know, to pull together during finals, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, we have finals when, when you're in the NCAA tournament, yeah, we always yeah. have finals. So to pull together and, and to have finals and to beat number one Kansas to get to the Sweet 16, I, I thought that that was kind of a triumph too, you know, early in the early stages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I remember that. I, like I said, I remember all y'all games, man. I remember all oh, y'all I'll games. Tell you another disappointment. That first round, the second year, losing to Penn State. Yeah, yeah. That no throws was... on the team. Zero. <laughs> just, just a bunch of hard hat, hard working dudes that had pride man you know it's like they just whooped on our ass from beginning to end just <laughs> really physical no and, definitely and being in the carrier dome man that was different like, no the basket seemed like it was three miles away man. <laughs> that's how they always used to win all the time because i'd be like how you have thirty thousand people and you know like where it's this little it's weird Man, it's a home court advantage if you're not used to playing the stadiums. Oh yeah, definitely. that's a home court advantage. That that the depth perception is different. Okay, okay, it's different. Okay. But, but you know, our opponent, respectfully, you know, they 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 were ready for us more than mm-hmm. we were for them. For them, okay, yeah, yeah. I got you. So you you have three strong years at UCLA. What made you uh you know decide to turn pro? Well, I made the 91 Pan American team, mm-hmm. um, and we, we took a bronze that year. Mm-hmm. But when you make a team like that, you kind of feel like you're one of the elite in the league, in in, in, in college basketball. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, came back, I led the nation in threes. I For the second year straight, I averaged 21 a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was time to, to to you know see what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. I got the information back, then I was like, shoot, into the lottery mid first round. Okay, I'm in there. Right. What made you not go after your sophomore year after that? You know, I mean, obviously, if you if you would have been playing now, averaging twenty, you probably would have left after your sophomore year for sure. Right. They weren't talking about it. You know, I mean, people, you had to be really special to leave as a sophomore. I mean, Kenny Anderson was special. Yeah. Um, um, John Williams was special. 
to leave LSU after his second year going to the league. And, and people make jokes and call him hot plate or whatever. That's bullshit. John Williams is one of the best players I've ever seen. I, mm. I saw when I was injured that freshman year and saw him play for Crenshaw and just saw him distribute for a whole game and in the fourth quarter take the whole – he must have had like maybe seven points going into the fourth. I've never seen a dude just take – no, this is an eight-minute game. Right, right. An eight-minute quarter. Mm-hmm. He took that game over against a guy at Bosco Tech named Wayne Ingolstadt who ended up going to Irvine. Mm-hmm. Took that game over, bro. He had 20 in the fourth, and they won. And it was two really good teams going at it. And I, I've never seen anybody dominate games like this. I've been watching him even when he was in high school playing in the Crenshaw League against pros. He was able to play with these dudes in high school. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of looked – I looked up to Big John and always had the utmost respect for him. So whenever people try to talk sideways about him, be like, man, let that go. Because right. this dude, if he didn't blow out – he he was an all-star in the league. Yeah, no. and if he didn't, if he didn't blow out his knee, he would have been special. No, I remember they showed a lot of tapes. You know, when I was at Crenshaw my freshman year, and they were just like he was probably the greatest of you know one of the greatest Crenshaw players and ever. Six eight two forty, handle the rock, can create a shot, shoot off the bump, shoot jump shot. Don't put him on the line; he's gonna hit his free throw. Mm-hmm. Basketball IQ out of this world, man! Like you cut, he sees you. Like John can play, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. He's he one of the most dominant players I've ever seen in, in 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 California basketball history. No, he is. I feel like he underrated because, like you said, like he was doing like bringing the ball up, passing, shooting. He was doing everything, and like you know, they. I remember when they like you know, I wasn't there obviously, but like you know, like when they won city, you know, and they were just like it was. John, it was basically him winning City <laughs> and bringing the four dudes along with yeah. him. Big John was cold, bro. Yep. Big John was cold. I don't care what anybody say. You no, know, for... everybody that watched L.A. high school basketball back then. No. Yeah. <laughs> anybody that watched him the first couple years at LSU, they know John. The first few years with the Bullets, before he blew out his knee, they knew John. Right, right. Right, right. You know, he came back and played a few more years after that and the Clippers, but he wasn't he wasn't himself, you know. No, no. He wasn't himself. Mm-hmm. But, but he was still a smart player. That's why they kept him on the roster because he knew how to take advantage of, 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 of mismatches and he knew how to draw people in and kick it to people. He knew how to play, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. played like a veteran. Even as a high school player, he played like a veteran. He played with, with, a, with his pace. Mm-hmm. He wasn't sped up. Yeah, he's like I feel like he was like a bigger version of like Luca, you know, like you can't speed up Luca Doncic. Yeah, like in John, that's how John played. Like minus minus Luca's range. Yeah, obviously minus shooting. Yeah, PJ man, problem, (laughs) problem, bro, major problem. So, uh, what was the biggest lesson you learned from like from college? You know, it's funny. I was having a conversation yesterday um, about you know what did we really learn in college mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is going to help us moving forward? I mean, I was a history major. I'm not a history teacher. I'm not a professor. So what, <laughs> what, what, what did I really learn, uh, you know, from college that really helped me move forward? Mm-hmm. 
And and I think it's more of time management, man, because I, I'm managing my time better as a retired player than I did as a player. Mm. If I had managed my time better as a player, you know, it could have opened up many different revenue streams if I if I did that. I was so dedicated to the game and just the game, and I poured everything just to the game. Mm-hmm. You know, there was time to go do this um, internship over here with the league if I wanted to go into this area or that area. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that. In the offseason, I chose to do eight hours a day working on my game to hold on to this little spot for a short amount of time. Right, 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 right. So I felt like I wasted time on looking after basketball. Mm-hmm. So time management was something that I had to learn how to do better. And time management, it's, it's kind of mapped out for you in college. But when mm-hmm. you get to the league, it's like all this time. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the kids are in today's basketball are managing their time better. Right. And they are using that extra time to either get their master's degree, like Jordan McLaughlin did, or r- run a business like a lot of these guys are doing. They're, they're running businesses and doing business transactions. We We didn't do that. Back when we played, we hooped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the biggest thing that I learned that I had to do was manage my time better. Time is the only thing you can't get back. You can get money back. You can get houses, cars, and all that. You know, you just work hard. You do the right thing, and, and you can get all that back. You right, can't right. get time back. Time is on crack, man. You can't <laughs> get back. Agree. I was like, my birthday just passed, and I was like, Happy birthday, bro. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, Leo, the Leo's up in here. It's Leo season, bro. Yeah, always, man. The best you know? season of all, man. Like I was you know? telling, I was telling my pops, I was like, damn, I remember when you turned 43, because I just turned 43. I was like, I mean, I was like, dang, my dad old. Right. Because right? I'm like 22 at the time, 23. And he was like, I ain't old, you old, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so now my son is telling me, like, dang, dad, you old, you know. Right, right. <laughs> and he about to be 13. So it's like. Man, like it's crazy. Time, time do be all crack. You just be oh, like, before you know it, you'd be like, boom, you know. It's flying, man. Two thousand four, when I was playing over in in Greece, I, I I remember my son being born, and I, you know, I was in Greece when he was born. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he was about mm-hmm. to turn eighteen next month. <laughs> That's crazy, and man. So time, crazy. Is on, time is on crack, bro. Yeah, my, yeah. My, you know, I remember holding my girls, in, in, you know, in my hands when they were born, eight and ten. I mean, mm-hmm. it's happening fast, bro. It's like time is like running through us. Yeah, agree. That's the only thing you can't get back. Yep, yep. So after you uh, you decide to go pro, how was your like your your NBA journey, your draft process? Draft process was stressful. You mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to go through draft again. You know, because you know there are teams that told you they'll take you and they mm-hmm. passed on you. Mm-hmm. So it made it real nervous. Um, a team that drafted me was San Antonio. I never worked out for San Antonio. <laughs> That's weird, man. I, I never right. understand that. Right. But there was a deal in place that, you know, the, the politics behind the scene, you never know about. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I was drafted. And they told me on draft night when I had the hat on, I sat there with Hubie Brown. Don't get too comfortable with that hat because it's going to be a trade. You know, and on July 1st, you'll probably be traded. 
So I'm not going to be playing with David Robinson and and and, and Sean Elliott and, the, and these guys. Who, right. Where am I going? <laughs> it's like, why draft me if you're going to trade me? Well, they went. I mean, if you look at the trade later, it makes yeah. sense. Okay. You okay. know, they got they got a veteran of me with Dell Ellis. Ah. Okay. okay. You know, somebody that's already established that can play in this league, that's a proven commodity that, you know, it, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, why, why wait on this kid when we can get a veteran him right now? Right. And we've given Milwaukee, you know, the same thing back. But Milwaukee was like, we already got too many young guys in this draft, so we don't need any more. They sent me to Portland. For Allah mm-hmm. Abdenabi. So Yeah, the dude from Duke. I remember that. Right, right. So I ended up in Portland for two and a half years of, you know, sitting behind some greats, man. And it was frustrating, mm-hmm. but it was a learning experience. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You, you, you learn patience and you learn, you know, work ethic and hard work and, and, and waiting your turn. And, and, you know, it's like, I'm not very good at waiting my turn. Right. I was. Right. I never had to wait my turn before. It's like, I I was always told you come in, you kick ass, you get your spot. Right. It's right. different in the NBA. You know, there's there's jersey sales and asses in seats. You know, that's what you're competing against now. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's different. It don't matter what you're doing in practice. It it really doesn't because everybody can play in the league. Right. Everybody's great. That's that's actually, you know, a hell of a story. Like, I never knew that, you know, like, as far as, like, I'm, I'm just assuming, obviously, because I never played in the league, just, like, you do your thing, you kill, you play, rather than, like, politicking, like, oh, no, this dude, we're paying this dude five, ten million, whatever it is, he has yeah, to play. And, you, and you're only getting 800000 so who's yeah. going to play, the five, ten million guy or you? Yeah, yeah, they have to justify, right? you know, what you're, they You're there, you're there. For if they get hurt, uh, uh, you can come in and do your thing, and hopefully you do your thing to where you can up your marketability and maybe slide to another situation that's going to value. Mm-hmm. Or the person in front of you, you know, you outplay them so much that they feel like they can get rid of that person and move you in. And move you in, okay. right? Okay. So it, okay. you know, it's it's all marketing, man. Mm-hmm. So you in? I remember you was in Portland for two and a half years, and you got <clears throat> traded with Clyde Drexler to Houston, right? right? Right, and, and uh, in the second year, I led the league in threes. That, that ah, okay, okay. That's because Jerome and Clyde were hurt a lot. So mm. that year, so mm. I had I had a little bit of time to to be on the floor. You know, they started Clifford Robinson, then I came off the bench behind him. It, I mean, you see how many how, what the depth chart was. You had you had Jerome Kersey, Clifford mm-hmm. Robinson. Mm-hmm. At the two, you had Clyde Drexler. Mario Ellie mm-hmm. and, and possibly Terry Porter when they put Rod Strickland at that point. And then if they went Rod Strickland, Terry Porter and moved Clyde to the three, that still pushed me back even more. <laughs> so you see the depth chart and, 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 and the different combinations that Rick Adelman could have played there that didn't include me. Right. And, you know, I, I, I get it, bro. They just came from the finals. They're trying mm-hmm. to get back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a certain loyalty that you have with those guys. How long did you play for Houston for? Half a season. 
just just that just that season won the championship yeah, and then won championship and then yeah I mean that was probably the most unselfish team I've ever played for. Okay. okay. I mean, talking about patience, poise, and not panicking. We were down by like twenty something to the Orlando mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. one in the finals. Mm-hmm. There was no panic, bro. No panic at all. Akeem, don't worry about it. We're going to inch our way back in. <laughs> when we get close, they're going to get tight. They're going to get tight. We inched our way back. They got tight. We won. That broke their back. Game one. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to wage all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market eyes and lines. Find reviews and news in every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and features head on to bet online today use your mobile device and join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code b l e a v 50 to receive your 50 percent discount welcome bonus to your first or your first deposit bet online when the game starts everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.